probably did hate Mayo and we thought it was hate at the time because these guys are trying to take away our dreams The Football Pod live Thursday June 2nd in Castle Bar Check out otbsports.com forward slash events and get your tickets now OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar we did a lot of homework I think in the fact that the Connacht game in Galway and the uh, Leicester game gave me enough ammunition to work with we knew also that Leinster are usually out of sight in the first half so at half time even though it was only five points it felt like a defeat for us but the boys were like sunk and I was like what's your problem you know because um, the data shows in the last 20 that um, we score 60% of our scores while Leinster do it in the first 20 yeah there's a good bit more there where he's talking about that um, the bits in the, the Connacht game in Galway in the Leicester game and he, he felt he saw something different Alan Quinlan good morning to you morning lads how are you this is like an all time great Irish coaching performance from O'Gara like we should start there as opposed to uh, what happened Leinster because um his reputation is now secure and uh, the opportunities that are going to come his way over the next decade as a result of actually getting over the line in this competition, you know, fair play to him. But in the here and now, what's your what's your take on what O'Gara has achieved? Um, it's incredible, really. Um, and with respect to Raj, I think none of us really saw this happening. Um, I had his kids before the game give an out to me about doing the TikTok video for APCR um, the morning of the match predicting Leinster would win by 8 to 10 points. Um, I said it with G last week as well. And that's based on the performances Leinster have, have put in, particularly the, the quarterfinal, semifinal. Um, but look, obviously knowing Rog the way I do and having played with him, uh, no matter what the odds are against him, He'll always believe that um, whether whether he was a player or a coach, um, that he can win. He has that winning mentality, and um, it obviously translated into his into his players, um, and they they believed as well. And I think the probably the most impressive thing was their their never say die attitude and the desire and the the will to win. They kept going um, at eighteen ten. We all thought it was gone for La Rochelle and that Leinster would just manage the game um, at that point with 15-20 minutes to go and 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 just see it out really that was probably the predictable results nobody really saw that one coming but um, I did say to people and I had this feeling of, during the week that La Rochelle are, are a very very re- re- resilient team there, there's a hardiness and a toughness about them that, um, you know, they, they're, they're, you, you compare them to Toulouse in the semi-final. You know, Toulouse have so many superstars, loads of guys in the French team. La Rochelle don't. Of course, they have three or four international players who are playing regularly, but um, their collective drive and desire was what got them the results. Um, if, you, if you look at the game tactically, Ger, and um, it was just one of those things that... Um, you talk about the master class of Rog, um, obviously to get them motivated and the emotion right to, you know, tactically get them really organized defensively, uh, not making a lot of mistakes. I think 
if La Rochelle lost the game, they certainly would have looked at their discipline because they give away a lot of silly penalties. And um, it's probably a little bit like myself when I played. You, you kind of have that that kind of drive and emotion to, to, to really be confrontational. And that's the way they had to play. And they jumped the gun a lot of the time. They give away lots of penalties. Probably lucky they didn't have someone in the bin um, for those penalties. And all of all was, was, was sin bin for the trip in Gibson Park. But that kind of high-pitch emotion that they had continued for the whole game. And, and they did stop Leinster. They, you know, the wraparound passes, the accuracy that we usually see from Leinster when they, they're so dominant. Um, they didn't have that. They tried it a few times and just the end result was La Rochelle, somebody got their timing right and they broke it down and forced Leinster to be inaccurate. So it was um, it was a dogfight and Leinster got dragged into a, dig- a dogfight by a very resilient, powerful team who had their own opportunities. I was surprised how ambitious they were with the ball, particularly in the first half as well. They were going wide a lot and um, it was a really intense game that... La Rochelle just never gave up and I think they, they rattled Leinster. O'Gara was saying afterwards that he looked at the Leinster and Connacht game, he looked at the Leinster and Leicester game and he picked bits from those games that gave him hope and a game plan for Saturday. So what did he see, do you think, in those games that, that informs his approach to Saturday? Um, prob- probably, um, you know, the game in Galway and I, and I look back at the, the, the games as well and I thought, is there any chink in the armour here? no matter how good any team is, there's there's probably moments in games that you look at where the opposition had you under pressure. How did they do that? Um, I think uh, both of them were, were were kind of responses to Leinster being ahead, weren't they? In the Connacht game in Galway, it ended up being very close in the end, 26-21, I think that game, first round 16 game was. Um, the way they fought back, the way they... Um, were really aggressive Connacht and and uh, put pressure on Leinster and kept the ball for long periods. Um, the Leicester game, probably the response after being 20 nil down as well. Um, they, up, they upped their intensity. It, it's a reaction when you're behind on. So mo- most teams will do that in any sport. But I think he obviously saw some stuff there that if you play with um, that abandonment and that bit of aggression and really kind of uh, tempo to your game that maybe that will not suit Leinster and that you can ask some questions if you keep the ball for a long period. So that probably gave them a little bit of hope. Um, and that's what we all spoke about, wasn't it, going into the game? How would Lara Shell, you know, shut them down, uh, shut their Leinster's really cohesive attack down and that that quick rook speed, you know, the, the against Toulouse, it was so impressive. It was one and a half seconds the ball is coming out. Um, go after the set piece as well and I think they did so in the scrum on Saturday um, with the replacements that came on um, Wardy Schlavi and uh, and Facundo Bosch um, the Argentinian hooker their impact off the bench was really telling in that last 20 minutes as well so um, no kind of one thing that you could pick out but I would say being aggressive confrontational and, and holding on to the ball, that probably would have given them hope. And there's nothing obvious in any, in any of that, I think. Um, but I think the belief of, of La Rochelle, you know, they're a, fi- they're, they're a very physical side and I think that's what they, you know, taking all the tactics out of it, I think that's what they really needed to bring. 80 minutes of, of, of being really physical and 
winning collisions and they didn't always do that you know Leinster had them on the rack a few times um, but I just think they unsettled Leinster's attack and that was their that's Leinster's biggest strength where, they, where they've punished teams this year From Leinster's perspective then how psychologically damaging is it that they have been unable to get over the line when they're in a winning position with 20 minutes left to go with 5 minutes left to go with 3 minutes left to go um, it'll be a hard one to get over I think given it's it's always difficult Ger, when you're favourites and you're expected to win um, and you're fancy to win I should say um, you know you, I, I, it was strange I was I was down around the the touchline before the game and just watching both sets of of coaches and I was kind of thinking to myself you know, as a player, when I was back there, like somebody's going to be heartbroken today. And you look at Leo Cullen, Ronan O'Gara, Dunica Ryan, Felipe Cantapomi, Lancaster, um, all walking around and doing their jobs. And you're just thinking, you know, it, it was kind of, I was kind of visualizing who's going to have that success and that glory and, and how is it going to pan out, I think. And um, it's, it's, it's about getting it right. And I think what, what went wrong for Leinster was probably very small margins, very small margins, I think. And it will hurt them a lot and it will psychologically damage them. But a lot of their players haven't experienced this. I know they had a lot of experience in the side, six or seven fellas who's, who've been there. But there was, there was a number of Leinster players who haven't been in a final before. They're on the scene relatively. They're pretty new to this, this, this you know, in the last couple of years, playing for Ireland and playing at this level in European rugby. Um, and it does, of course, it has it affects you, but you learn from it as well. And I think Le- Leinster have evolved so much in their attack and they probably have to realise that, um, you know, it's not all about t- attack. I thought, t- I thought Johnny Sexton going off and he got bruised and battered. I thought he was a big loss to them. Um, I know probably people are questioning the the, re, the the decision to run the ball out from his own try line, but I think that when Brees Doolan had that drop goal, I think it was the way the ball bounced and came straight back to that to the the in goal line, the the try line. He wasn't sure was he going bringing it back over if he touched it down, um, and then he passed to, to Hugo Keane and they got tackled there. Uh, Bougery, the hooker, gets a brilliant turnover. And they score a try in the corner. I think that was that was the kind of moment in the match, really, that really turned that second half and gave La Rochelle that hope that, you know, particularly they kicked into the corner and scored. So, look psychologically, I think they'll be they'll it'll it'll be damaging, but not to the point that this team won't bounce back because they're they're too good. They still have a lot of youth on their side, um, and look, they're hard to win. These competitions are hard to win, and maybe Leinster probably were. Maybe it was a bad thing that they were so dominant against Leicester and and Toulouse, and that they probably left their their worst performance of the year for for the final. And that was look a lot of that was down to La Rochelle as well, and that fight that I was speaking about. So um, it'll be difficult to pick it up because this was one that they they really had one hand on the trophy before coming before the, the whistle kicked off or the ball kicked off in that final. We're what? So this is the thirtieth of May today. The uh, World Cup is next winter, uh, 2023. Do we still think that Sexton starts five games or maybe more for Ireland? Or 
do we now just have to bite the bullet and say Sexton needs to be on, on the field at the end of games and the only way to do that is to bring him on after an hour I don't know Jared. I haven't really thought about that um, I think it's it's um, when you t- when a team loses you start picking out individuals and st- picking out people and what went wrong and what you can change I just think it wasn't it wasn't meant to be for Leinster I just think um, a couple of things went wrong for them and like I said I was down to La Rochelle's brilliance and quality and fight um, we, we had a lot of text earlier on I suppose about um, how there's a blueprint here to stop Ireland and uh, you slow down the quick ruck ball you slow down Gibson Park's impact on the game by slowing down that quick ruck ball and all of a sudden Ireland's creativity and Leinster's creativity will be swallowed up so if you're, if you're the All Blacks watching this you're like ah okay I see something here and I don't know in those circumstances maybe you have no chance if somebody else starts the game that might be the case it'd be good to find out though like if, if Sexton's only ever going to play 60 minutes are you better making sure that he's at least on the field for the end of the game so that there is all of that game now and intelligence steering you out of difficult situations again um, I'm not sure because uh, it, it might be something to look at and maybe maybe in the next 14 or 15 months or whatever it is to the World Cup that we may see that situation where he is he is on the bench and and I know psychologically if you were in a good and from a scoreline point of view if you were ahead um, having someone like him come on and, and close out a game it wouldn't be a problem to him I think he can do both um, I don't know if you're going to have a happy Johnny Sexton if you're not starting him but um, it is an option it is something that could happen but it depends what you know what 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 the other situation is with the other fly halves and if they're playing well enough to start the game and put pressure on Johnny Sexton. Um, I think the performances he's shown this year has shown his quality. He hasn't played a lot of games. Um, and we heard Gino, or, um, you know, Hugo Mola talking about that after the Toulouse game. You know, the number of games, Intermac at 27, started 27 games for, for, for uh, this year. Um, and Johnny had started, I think, 11 or 12 and been involved in 15 in total. He was off the bench for three or four. Um, so you are going to have to manage that that situation going forward with him. But um, it is something that may be, may be an option. Um, but again, I don't think, I wouldn't like to think that Lencer were beaten up here and um, that uh, it's a real worry and a concern. I think... Their game management deserted them a little bit. When they were 18-10 up, I think there was a real crucial moment uh, in in Leinster's, in, in, in the La Rochelle half, where, where Leinster were were really looked like, they looked like they were stretching, um, they were stretching uh, La Rochelle and they were going for it. And Liebenberg, um, he got a, Vian Liebenberg got a, an incredible turnover, maybe on the 10-yard line. And I think that that was again was a, you talk about big moments in games. They were hanging on for dear life. They had two or three players down on the ground, and the six for La Rochelle comes up with a, an incredible turnover. Now the, the scrum half Berjan taps and he went. I don't think his teammates would have thanked him, but it just showed that um, it gave them a little bit of a lifeline. That turnover there was a big emotional uh, effect. And at that stage, Leinster looked like one one or two more rocks and look, La Rochelle were gone. They were going to score a try. Um, and then for those 15 minutes, I just thought 
Leinster probably should have kicked a little bit more. So it wasn't down to that they were bruised and battered, but they just kept, they, for some reason, they weren't able to just get away from La Rochelle. So I think when they, they look back tactically, I thought they should have kicked a little bit more in those last kind of 15, 20 minutes and, and tried to play territory and pin La Rochelle back a little yeah. bit. But Sexton going off was, was he didn't go off ta- because of tactics. He was got, went off because he had an ankle problem and, uh, Jonathan Dante charged charged at him a few times and had him involved in in, in some big collisions. So um, I think if 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 Sexton stayed on the field there, even for another seven or eight minutes, they probably would have seen the game out. They needed to get into the seventy third, seventy fourth minute. Um, I know Ross Ross Byrne kicked the penalty to put him twenty one seventeen up, you know, to stretch it to four points, and uh, but just that reaction was was incredible from La Rochelle. All right. We leave it there for now. Good stuff, Alan. Thanks a million. Cheers. Cheers, lad. Thanks. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.